I feel like once you put that energy out there, I feel like like once you say, once you put that positive vibe and energy out there, the universe will provide that back. But ideally the path is paved by you. Like you could put it out there, right? Let the universe know that I want this. Obviously in some shape or form, you'll get it. But if you don't work towards it, I don't think you'll ever get it. Welcome back to the Tool for Rise podcast, where we document the rise of stardom in Winnipeg's talent and personalities. Thank you so much for joining us. If you're on UMFM this morning, good morning to you. Hope you're having a nice drive, commute, or you're just listening at home. And if you're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, any streaming platforms, welcome. Hit the follow button. Helps us out a lot. Feels good. And enjoy this episode. One thing that I came across was, you know how, how guys have that little head knot? They're like the, the little what's up? Or like, do you guys realize that we were never taught the meaning? Like, we were never taught what it actually means. Like, we kind of just picked it up. Like, you walk past someone and you're like, and I think this is only a guy thing. I don't know if girls do this. If you do, like, please comment down below or whatever. But we walk past each other and, like, there's multiple, like, reasons you could give that head nod. You could just be like, hey. Like, you don't have to say it, but it's just like, what's up? Or like you see, you see like your boy walking with a girl or something and you're like, hey, what's up? You know, like you're like kind of hyping it up. So we were never taught the meaning of it, but it's just naturally flows out of our like system. Is that crazy? That's true. I've done it so many times. (laughs) Just a random person or it's like, if i'm out and it's like someone older yeah i tend to do like the nod instead yeah. of the upward like i go See, that's that's weird too like <laughs> not as the nod downwards is for like older generations yeah. and the upward is like yo what's good you know yeah like, <laughs> yeah i tend to do the yeah i found myself doing the nod quite a bit you know and then like one thing that comes up too is like dabbing someone up mm-hmm. like it's art just reading just reading the conversation like you know like there's so many handshakes and stuff that you could go for but like our body just automatically knows like you could just read the body language and you're like okay it's just like a little clap and then bump at the end or it's like you grab it and you do a little bro hug like how do you know which one to go for it like it just does it just happens and 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 there's always those awkward ones too yeah where it's like they're going for the especially during these COVID times like when I first started and they're going for the dab and then you're going for the bump and you're going the elbow you're not really or they start off with the fist bump you reach out your hand then you switch at the same time (laughs) (laughs) or like the funniest moments like when you go for the fist bump and they like put out their hand and like you like actually connect yeah (laughs) yeah I, I shook I shook someone's hand for the first time in a very long time a couple of days ago. How was it? It's different. It was different. They came up to me, they introduced themselves, and I was like, "Hi, nice to meet you." I reached out. It was just like a natural instinct. But then after, I was like, "Yeah, that's that's weird." And I haven't done that in a while. Yeah, I haven't done that in a while. When COVID, like everything started, I was always like hesitant, like because my natural instinct is like, "Hey, if I'm meeting someone, like if it's." 
somewhat professional person i'm like going to shake their hand or like you know pay your respects or something but then i'm like i think it was i was at the barber shop <laughs> and i go to dab up my barber and he puts out his elbow and i'm like oh man i'm so sorry <laughs> there is i'll try to find it if we do use the video portion of this but justin trudeau got like a solid handshake during COVID times yeah he he goes up and it's like firm forearm right firm and the other person meets him firm forearm and they do like sort of like a hug but the arm is in the middle and i, I saw that like on tv and i was like solid. not even like oh that's weird i was like that's a solid handshake <laughs> like yeah, that could be a way because like you know like everyone's getting vaccinated now and like we can actually like go back to normal but like yeah, that's always been like, do we, is it good to do handshakes now? Like, are we, are we allowed to do that? <laughs> also, the other topic is like secret handshakes. Not so secret, but like having a customized handshake with you and your boys or you and your cousin or whatever. Significant other, yeah. yeah Anyone. It's like, it's cool to have like, a, especially when other people see it. So me, me and my cousin, we got like a little, you know, 10 second handshake, which is like, you know, we do our little thing and we we to us we find it normal because we've been doing it for ever since he was like probably five or something Mm -hmm. so we've done it for so long but when we do it in front of other people they're so confused i'm like what what? oh my god (laughs) that's cool i think i think they should bring secret handshakes back i think that'd be really cool like i remember as kids that was like one of the biggest things like you knew you were best friends if you had a secret handshake like if you didn't have a secret handshake i don't know where your friendship was like i don't know if you were even friends <laughs> even i think that i i learned like about secret handshakes through like sports like i remember like girl braun having like yeah. a different handshake for every one of his like teammates like matt you played on you played on some sports teams did you have like handshakes directly for people um like sometimes yeah yeah like yeah it wasn't like all the time or on every team but yeah there definitely was some times where uh like you know it was just like if you had like a line mate or something mm-hmm. and then you just had a, a little special yeah <laughs> thing to do yeah 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 that's like it's a cool time and then going sticking with the sports thing also celebrations like when you score a goal or something, I've always been confused. I'm like, I've had the celebration in my head, but even the very few times where I have done something significant in a sports field, I don't, I don't know what I usually do. Something really crazy, like random. It's not. It's never what I imagined. You know. Yeah, like, you just gotta let it out. Yeah. So. I I kind of like for me. I think it was in like a finals, and I scored. And like, you know, you always have those dreams where like, oh, last minute goals and you like win the championship and like mm-hmm. you go and do this like crazy celebration. I kind of was just like, okay, I just scored time to keep playing. Like I didn't even do a celebration. Like I got a pass from a teammate. I shot and scored. I picked up the ball, set it up in the middle for the other team because they were wasting time. And I was like, cause we, I think we were down two one. And then I scored and it was like, okay, let's go. Like, it's time to win. Like, I didn't have any time for celebration. 
So I guess it depends on the time of the sport too. Those are the meanest. Like those are the best celebrations when there is no celebration. The one that comes to mind is Damian Lillard. Yeah. Man is a insane, no reaction. He will send an entire organization out of the playoffs and just give them a wave <laughs> and just like walk off like nothing happened. Just a cold-blooded killer. <laughs> I wish I like I don't I wish I I'm sure he has like some excitement going through his head. You know, like it's the final seconds. There's a three-point shot to like win the series or send the people home. And it goes in. Like I I assume you'd have some excitement in you. But every time I watch him play, he just turns around and is like, okay, let's go. Like it's no reaction whatsoever. And I'm always I'm always just curious, like how how that's possible maybe he's just done it so many times it's just like yeah into it but that's one thing too i'm like when you're playing at such a high levels and it's like very high intensity games and like pressures on you how do you just like some people like man the greats they don't fear under pressure mm. for someone like me man even playing in the finals i'm like okay like i get i calm myself down and like it, it comes but like that anxiousness like it's still there it's there before at the start of the game like it's like okay but as soon as you step on it changes you're like okay let's game mode mm -hmm. but like in the change rooms you're still thinking about like yo we're in the finals like <laughs> you gotta play good like this is do or die like you know we interrupt this episode to bring you today's sponsor, Skillshare. Skillshare is an online community with thousands of classes in design, business, tech, and more. Anyone can join the millions of members in the community to learn cutting-edge skills, network with peers, and discover new opportunities. If you'd like to support the show and are interested in Skillshare, we have a deal for you. For a limited time, click the link in our social media description to get your 14-day free trial on us. It's quick, it's easy, and you can cancel at any time. Go to our link in our description to receive your 14-day free trial on us. Now back to the episode. I get I get anxious watching the people, like, yeah. in the moment. Like, not even playing. Like, you know, watching, like, uh, the only sport that comes to mind is basketball. But, like, if there's, like, a free throw at, like, <laughs> like the last couple seconds and they have to make it, I'm anxious for the person to make it and I'm not even in the building yeah like i'm like, like oh no like i'm one, nervous for the person to shoot the ball one moment that brings up and i like it was i can't remember when it what year it was but it was the year that raptors won the finals mm -hmm. for nba and yeah. me and you and your cousin went to the maxwell or no not maxwell uh mts center yeah. to watch to watch it on the big screen mm -hmm. and i remember uh, all of us were just like standing there watching uh what is it Leonard yeah. take that last shot and then it bounced on the rim <laughs> bounced again and then it went in and like oh, everyone wasn't like just biting their nails just waiting for it to go in and it was like the best moment ever but yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't think that was the final I think your dates are a little off but <laughs> okay that wasn't the finals <laughs> okay what was the there was there that was Kawhi Leonard did take a free throw at the end of the game though which kind of like set the game, I think, at the finals. But um, yeah, it wasn't. That was like some, that was uh, against the Sixers, I think. 
No, but then what was the ones that we went to watch in the? That was like the final final against like Golden State. The, yeah, but the was... bounce shot didn't happen in the finals. I think the one I... that you're talking about that was played everywhere, like for days, that wasn't the finals. Okay, was... man, this is why I don't like. Yeah, I don't watch basketball. <laughs> true, true NBA fans will know. I'm not saying yeah. that I'm a true NBA fan, but I just watch it. I'm a bandwagon, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that was really cool though to see uh like with Toronto winning that year, just how everyone basically everyone in Canada just Went was nuts. all rooting for the same team. Yeah, it was so wild. Bro, I remember driving home that night with Robin and all we we all, all along the way we were like bum 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 all honking the horns. It was amazing. And that's in like Winnipeg, you know? Yeah, like imagine Toronto, like Toronto's nuts. I wanted to fly. I, I told him, my uncle who lives in Florida, I'm like, yo, if you really want to see a spectacle, fly down to Toronto, like for the NBA finals, because I assure you it won't happen for a very long time after. And that's like a once in a lifetime. If you really want to see how like crazy Canada is, you got to go to Toronto. And he didn't end up going, but yeah, I think like- the same the same would happen if the Winnipeg Jets won here. And that was at the whiteouts too, like the whiteout. Yeah, even the whiteouts, yeah. Yeah. I feel like any sport that involves Canada, like um, for Olympics right now, like that happened a couple of weeks ago, the Canadian national soccer team for women's won gold. And I remember because I'm running, I'm coaching soccer at the university. And as part of the schedule that day was watching that game. <laughs> So essentially, I got paid to watch the Canadian national game, which was sick. Um, but yeah, like I was just remember, like all the kids were just sitting down on the desks and like we're watching the game as soon as the last penalty shot went in. I have the video and I was just like, I go crazy, man. It was like sick. And like the whole like supervisor team comes running and they're like, what happened? What happened? And I'm like, yo, Canada just won gold. Like those are moments that like I will never forget. I was sticking with the soccer and like celebration. We did this in like physics class. Yeah. Like you watched, I don't know what game it was, but you watched. It was year, I you believe watched, it was the Euro finals. Euro finals. You watched Ronaldo or somebody like score a goal in the middle of physics class because <laughs> we had the computer labs. So like, you know, the teacher was up front and you could have like the computer. You could basically do whatever you wanted. Yep. <laughs> and then. Archie's just watching soccer and they score and like Archie got out of his chair like probably like mid-lecture or something it was the funniest thing like the whole class was silent man like the teacher's like oh the force of gravity equals mass times acceleration right you know like he's doing the calculations I'm sitting there watching Ronaldo take a free kick for Portugal it goes in top right corner and like the whole soccer team, like I started screaming. I'm like, ah. at one point I grabbed the desktop and like, I was like running around. Like I just got out of my chair and the teacher just looks at me. He's like, wow. Like you're so disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, it was like, you know, it was closer to the end of the year. There wasn't much going yeah, on. There wasn't so. much going on. Yeah. I don't think he cared that much. but Yeah. And I, I remember watching March Madness. Yes. In, uh, during lectures too when yep. i guess yeah two years ago oh march madness is mad bro 
Hence why they call it March Madness. <laughs> you you have a specific moment from March Madness, Matt, that is like that really stands out like an all time, like damn, I was there, I witnessed that moment. Um, I remember watching uh, Villanova hit that mm-hmm. buzzer beater over North Carolina. I'm pretty sure that was, yeah, I think mm-hmm. that's right. Uh, and yeah, because that's probably the only like, you know, like buzzer beater for a national championship that I've actually watched. Yeah. So yeah, that was, that was something else. It's funny how how we just like remember these like moments in time. And not only do you remember like what happened, you sort of remember like who you were with, the surrounding, and even like the feeling of it. Yeah. Like that's just like forever ingrained, I guess. Like it's not something like you forget about them eventually, but you still remember like certain elements of it. You know? Just because it's always so- like good at this, man. And one of the favorite lines I have from him is like I wish I could go back in time, not to feel things or not to change things, but to feel things twice. And that line hits so different, man. <laughs> but yeah, memories, man. Great, great yeah. memories. And then the uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Antetokounmpo, sorry, from the Milwaukee Bucks. He just won, you know, the championship. And there's yeah. so many memes that going around, like, how is Drake gonna fit Giannis Antetokounmpo <laughs> into that line? It's gonna be difficult. <laughs> but man even his story right like amazing like i've been watching like these short reels that are created on instagram for him and like just him when he got the he got, he, he won mvp this year right mm-hmm. yeah like so then last year finals mvp oh finals MVP. yeah um and when he was giving his speech and he's like man we were like sleeping on the floor or something like that like just so inspirational man it's great to see like a come up story like that. Those mm-hmm. are my favorite types of stories. Like someone who came from nothing or very close to nothing or had like a really rough like life. And then to see him make it, it's like, it's heartwarming. You know, it feels good. Yeah. One thing that's happening in like that kind of storyline right now is Leangelo Ball. Um, like that whole incident's happened in Japan or it was in China or Japan, China, China, China. Um, where he stole the Gucci glasses and then he was let go of UCLA and then he went out to like Lithuania to play basketball. Um, and now he's in the summer leagues for Hornets. Mm-hmm. Um, and apparently like they're thinking about signing him to the actual team and he's going to play with Melo and like just seeing that story come out, man. Like imagine like all your brothers make it and then you're the, just the last person and you have to take a different route to the same stage. It's just that story's got it. Like, imagine they made a documentary about that. And I am, I'm sure they will. Don't they, they have the ball in the family. That's pretty much a documentary. Yeah. But like, like I want to see Jello's like, like what he did when everything went down, you know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I like that, that example is one of the examples which is like manifestation to the max. Like, just yeah. speak it into existence. Like, his dad, LeVar Ball, for the longest time, was like, my three sons are going to be in the NBA. And everyone's laughing at him. You know? Because it's a yeah. crazy thing. And just for years and years, 
They're going to be better than any rookie ever. They're going to do this. They're going to be rookie of the year, this, this, this. And just the entire media just bashing him, laughing him. I think that was also a strategy as well. Yeah. To like get his sons mm-hmm. in like, you know, the light by doing these crazy, saying these crazy things. That's the only way you get attention. Oh, yeah. But the fact that it's almost like complete, well, like the summer league is almost the NBA, but like the fact that it's almost correct is manifestation can take a route of some crazy dreams. Mm-hmm. And then you got to believe it when others don't, right? Like that's manifestation is weird to me. Yeah. It's like, does it work? Like, I've I mean, had instances where it does, but I've had instances where it doesn't. <laughs> I think, okay, here, here's my take on manifestation. I think there is a point, like, and we talked about this on the last episode, right? You can say big things are coming, but if you don't have any action to back it up, ideally, like, the universe is not going to, like, provide that for you like you can speak it into existence yeah for sure like i could say by 25 i'm gonna be sitting on 25 mil like that classic drake line but if my actions or my hobbies or my side hustles whatever money like ideally i don't think if i just say i'm gonna make 25 million and do nothing i don't think that's gonna happen but I, if, I, if I speak it, I believe it, and I think about it every day, and I'm doing stuff on the side to make that happen, who knows? Maybe it will happen, right? I think it's you give it, you, you manifest it, then you work towards it, and then you get it. That's my take on manifestation. Yeah, kind of like a, yeah, like a self-fulfilling prophecy type of deal, where yeah. like if you... Like, I guess, like, just, like, as literal as it is, like, um, yeah, just if you are saying that you are going to accomplish something, you're more likely to do it. Yeah. Um, And the same as, like, if you are saying that you're not going to accomplish something, you're more likely to not accomplish it. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, it's just kind of, like, almost like yeah like setting goals for yourself mm-hmm. is the important part yeah, i agree and then just like i think if you say it uh, you're more likely yeah just what matt said you're inclined or something in you i think also writing it down also helps too i think maybe just not saying like maybe saying it is enough but i think if you i found if you write something down like majority of the stuff that i have actually written down that are like attainable in like a short period of time, I have a, have a pretty clean track record of like 100%, you know, like, yeah, whatever I've written down consistently, you know, I think I think what it does is just trains the mind to believe it, mm-hmm. that believe it is achievable. Like, we always like, I'm gonna bring out a great thing is I was watching Mike Tyson's documentary, arguably one of the greatest boxers and ruthless like boxers of all time at a young age like all all in his camp all he heard was you're the biggest you're the strongest you're the fastest champion like that's what his coach taught right like that's what he taught him was that no one can beat you and he started to believe that 
And with that, he was champion at like 19. So like, I feel like once you write it down and you constantly think about it, your brain is always just like, okay, I know what I have to do. And it's kind of like that reality check. Like, hey, like I can say I'm going to get straight A's. I could write that down. But if I'm not like working towards getting straight A's, is it going to happen? I don't think so. But as soon as you write it down and you think about it every day, your brain's like, okay, I can, instead of going to Defoe library and hanging out with people, I'm going to go to like science library on the fifth floor and like study. Mm-hmm. That's the difference. I think. Do you think there's a metaphysical part to it where it's like some extra force, or do you think it's strictly based on you? I like to think there is. I feel like once you put the energy out there, I feel like like once you say, once you put that positive vibe and energy out there, the universe will provide that back. But ideally, the path is paved by you. Like, like that's that's all I have to say. Like you could put it out there, right? Let the universe know that I want this. Obviously, in some shape or form, you'll get it. But if you don't work towards it, I don't think you'll ever get it. Yeah. Solid. I like that. Like I like that. Yeah, there's definitely, I don't know, because there's people on both sides, right? There's people who are like, no, there's no way there's anything. It's what I do. I put in the work. If I put in this much, this is the result. They have like an equation, set equation for it. It's like this much work equals this much output. And then there's people on the other side who are like, uh, the person who comes to mind is like Charlie Rocket, right? Purely metaphysical. He, he does put in the work as well, but it's like everything is quantum. There's quantum energy between me and you. There's this, there's that. And he's more on the, that side, whatever that side is. And then I think I lie somewhere in the middle. I think we all do as well. It's like, yes, the amount of work to put in equals the output, but I don't think it's strictly uh, mathematical. I don't think you can strictly just say this much work equals this much output. There needs to be a portion of luck involved. There needs to be a portion of just right place, right time certain aspects which are out of my control that just make things work yeah and so is there somebody or something or some thing out there i don't know but yeah that's my opinion you know one one of the like the things that like i've been thinking about is and I heard this over TikTok. It's like oftentimes, and I've heard it from like greats like Dwayne Johnson too, because he wanted to be a football star. And then he went into the CFL and he was like, let go the first day he came in. And he said like, oftentimes what we want in life exactly is, is exactly what we don't deserve. And like, sometimes we can think that, yes, I'm meant to go down this path and like I can manifest it all I want. But I think the universe has its own twist. Like they'll make you realize, they'll give it to you. The universe will give it to you. But to teach you a valid lesson that, hey, you went down the wrong path, but it's okay. Here's the lesson. Take it, move towards the right path. Yeah. 
Do you believe in signs? Yeah, heavily. Yeah. 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 Like, I, I, I do too. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I feel like signs, yeah, there's always signs that like something's up. But then I think fate too. I'm a heavy believer in everything happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. And like, if something goes wrong, I was, it was meant to be. And it was meant to be a lesson that I'm supposed to learn from and move on from. See, I was talking about traffic signs, but I'm oh, just, <laughs> yeah, I just got too deep. Never I'm mind. Kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I, I, I do believe in signs too. I mean, I believe it in like I believe like the smallest sign to the biggest sign in between. I remember we when we were trying to figure out like before Tool for Rise was a thing. We were trying to figure out like a cool trailer for Tool for Rise, right? Yeah. We were in that little hallway that leads from. Yep. Uh, arms to the uc center we're like yo this would be a cool place to you know do it It was like a dark environment we try to make yeah. the whole like it was trying very dark right we're trying filming there's nobody there we're filming all of a sudden like fire alarm or something doors shut yeah. everything goes and yeah. then for some reason i was like yeah that's a sign yeah we're not supposed to film here yeah we just went with it we never filmed there again <laughs> because yeah because yeah we me and you both looked at each other as soon as that happened because we were location scouting and one of our best locations has been the university of manitoba um and i remember just going down the hallway and i think our plan was and we'll talk about more about this in the 50th episode Mm -hmm. so stay tuned for that um yeah that hallway and we were going to do something creative (laughs) and yeah as soon as we as soon as we took that first shot on our homemade tripod <laughs> Still have it here. Uh, yeah. Um the short doors shut, like we've been locked out, and like there's people running around and be like, get out of the building. And I was like, that's a sign. It's a sign. I was like, okay, let's not film here. And then we we'll never film there again. Then, <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. Like that's like a smallest sign, which has no like large impact on my life, I don't think. But then there's like larger signs, which I'm like, oh. This is this is a one. This is a big one. Let me just change. You got any examples or? No, we'll just leave that for another time. Okay. Okay. (laughs) We'll end it there. All right. Well, on that note, I think this is a great way to end off the podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, We're live on the UMFM radio station at 101.5 FM, and we release new episodes on all streaming platforms every Tuesdays. And until next time, peace.